Okay, right. Yes. Episode 127. Yes. Go. Right. <laughs> and that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode 127 of Have You Seen? I am of course Kieran Lefort and over there of course is Tom Webb. Hello. That's a lot of of course. Uh, it's Oxford's Not Brogues and Up Periscope for <laughs> Kingsman the Secret Service oh, and man. Das Boot. Um, and Periscope. And Periscope in fact. So yeah. uh, hello if you are watching us on Periscope. Yeah. Uh, this is sort wow. of a combined podcast recording and technical test for us and technical test for our company all at the same time. Yes. It's... um multifaceted and multitasking it is and multi everything mm -hmm. um sorry for the delay partially my fault i kept going away yes uh sorry uh and i had a really long film to watch that i didn't really want yeah. to sit down and watch <laughs> that's fine uh what do you want to do first um should we start with kingsman all right oh that means i've got to talk one second yeah <laughs> all right kingsman the secret service is directed by Matthew Vaughan, he of Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class. Uh, written by Matthew Vaughan and Jane Goldman, uh, they of Kick-Ass and X-Men First Class. Uh, and sort of written by Mark Miller as well. Um, this mm. was developed along, uh, developed at the same time as uh, a comic book series called right. The Secret Service. Okay. Um, and it ties in, but there are differences between the two. Okay. Um, the two stories pretty much are this. Uh, Colin Firth plays... Uh, a man codenamed Galahad. He's an aristocratic secret agent searching for the replacement for Lancelot, uh, Jack Davenport, who, uh, spoiler alert, gets killed trying to rescue uh, Mark Hamill, who plays yeah. a scientist. Um, meanwhile, uh, Taron Egerton uh, plays a chavvy council estate kid with a terrible home life called Ex Exy. Um, he gets in trouble with the law and calls in the favour that Galahad, quote-unquote, owes him after... Eggsy's father, who was also a secret agent, mm -hmm. uh, gave his life saving Galahad's like 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, on Last Lot's final tra training mission. Yes. Um, uh, Galahad bails Eggsy out and takes him under his wing as his personal protege uh, in the Kingsman training program to find that replacement. And he's kind of he's the, the only working class entrant. All the others are posh knobs, yeah. for lack of a better phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like this because um, it's just fast-paced, fun, and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very much a comic book movie. Yeah, it's directed with all the flair you expect from Matthew Vaughan. Yes, um, there are lots of shots that are obviously cameras attached to the actors. Yeah, um, what something I really liked. I, I watched it again two days ago, mm. and uh, something I really noticed is that it's all, it's exactly two hours long before the credits hit. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. Or to me, it didn't feel like it. The pace is up all the way through. Yeah. Um, but this isn't about what I think about it. It's about what you think about it. Yes. What do you think about it? I really enjoyed it. Excellent. I did. Um, Fantastic. I, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you say the team behind Kick-Ass and the team behind X-Men First yeah. Class. And it's a very kind of similar movie. Yeah. Those were both kind of starting franchises effectively i know yeah. x-men is an existing but it was a kind of a reboot yeah idea. kind of it was like just forget about what the rush hour guy would do with the last one <laughs> exactly, here's, yeah. a, here's a proper movie yeah yeah um so it's and kind then of Brian got... singer went oh they're playing with my baby i want it back yeah well yeah. actually it was more to do with the fact that matthew vaughan turned down days of future past to do kingsman oh there we go 
uh, and that's why they much didn't better continue idea. on. Yeah, yeah. Although I, you know, he would have done a much better job with Days of Future Past than Boss's face did. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I mean, being a fan of Bond movies and spy films in general, it was kind of... Uh, that was why I thought this yeah, might appeal to you. Yeah, it really did. And, you know, there's lots of there's lots of little kind of nods to that stuff mm. and to the point where they blatantly talk about referencing movies. Yes, it's a chat between... Uh, I haven't mentioned, actually, uh, other people in this. Uh, Mark Strong plays yes. a character called Merlin, who's effectively the Q analogue. Yes. Um, Michael Caine is Arthur... Uh, yeah. who's the M figure, yeah. the head of the organisation. Uh, and the villain is Samuel L. Jackson, yes. who is a lisping, queasy yeah. tech billionaire yeah. um, who kind of finds other way, finds ways to get other people to do his bidding for him. Yes. Um, I think it was Mark's, Mark's... I found a quote from Mark Strong which really sums this up. Is mm. This is to bond what Kick-Ass is to Marvel. Yes, absolutely. And, I, and that, it, it, I yeah. to, it totally is that. And in fact... Having recently watched Spectre, which mm. was massively disappointing. Uh, it certainly was. Hugely disappointing. You kind of feel that this movie does exactly what they kind of wanted to start it. A bit more overtly comic. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of thing, it's not a pastiche, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's kind of got a more of a tone of like in like Flynn and those kind of movies mm. where it's it, it kind of pokes fun at the spy genre as well as being yeah yeah you know yeah there's a there's a conversation between firth and jackson mm. where they're talking about how yeah. they love old spy movies and um, Firth says they're all too serious these days give me a far-fetched plot any day and yeah. that's exactly what you get yeah yeah i did although when samuel l jackson first appeared i was like is he really just doing a chris eubank impression <laughs> he kind of is isn't he <laughs> yeah and i was just like oh wow yeah and he was like i just i, I was kind of like what <laughs> Imagine, like, you know, Sam Jackson said, Yeah, I'm going to do this as Chris Eubank, and you're Matthew Vaughan. You're just like, oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of my, <laughs> my favourite things I read recently was um, Can you imagine being a Disney executive and you've got Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. which is based on like a massively successful ride? Yeah. Um, you, you wanted to launch a new franchise, and you've cast super handsome, super sexy Johnny Depp, an amazing actor, and yeah. you get that back in the first day, <laughs> yeah. first day of dailies. Yeah, like what do you think? Yeah. It's what I think. It's one of those things. You, I, I, something that I really, really struck me was that. So, as far as I can tell, the estimated budget for this movie was about eighty million. Yeah, which was higher than I thought it was. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to be more around the twenty-five to thirty, but then just utilized very well right um there's a, a lot of effects there are, oh there's a huge amount which made me kind of like think every that, time you see the 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 feet of jackson's um yes yeah oh, absolutely yeah. woman yeah but, uh, we should mention she has blades for feet yes. which she uses to deadly yeah. effect throughout the film yeah uh and who did you, did you know the story about who they wanted to cast no oscar pistorius but they weren't com- they weren't convinced he could play a villain <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, well, the wrong appendage. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So it was. Have you seen any of the behind the scenes footage? No, I haven't. I she just wears, it she just wears a pair of green, green trainers socks. with green socks and tracking markers on them. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really good, and the effects are done really, really well. Oh yeah, there's uh, loads of just yeah like great standout like postcard images in this mm, film. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of less spy genre, more comic book yeah, element of it. Yeah, the, the sort of those mm. stylistic moments. Um, the, all of the action is really good. Yeah, uh, it's, and a, a lot of the action in it is a lot better than the last Bond movie. It's Bradley Allen, mm. ex Jackie Chan stunt team member, yeah. who has been responsible for 
oh god hold the, off the top of my head uh scott pilgrim and world's end and say what you like right. about those films yeah the action in those films is really good yeah so funny enough I, I watched this with my wife and she said this feels like an edgar wright movie and I was like, yeah, yeah, in a way, this is what the third Cornetto movie should have been. Yeah, quite possibly, yes. Yeah, you know, or something along these that line, or at least that the feel of it. Yeah. Um, and I just Colin Firth really pulls off his action. I want to see raw B-roll from the set because I think there's a lot of face replacement done in his fight scenes. Apparently, he did eighty percent. I hope so. I really hope. Yeah, so. I, I, because I think that, that that's the, kind of so the the bit I think where he might not have done as much is the church fight scene. Yeah, the pub fight scene. I think he did pretty much all of that. Yeah, that's a great scene. That is a really good scene. Manners maketh man. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good, and it's got there, there's just some really great set pieces that mm. and and kind of that you become almost not running gags, but but you you kind of foreshadow things. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. It's really nicely set up and done. That I think that's quite a that's quite a prominent thing in Edgar Wright's movies is those little setups. Set up and payoff. Yeah. Edgar Wright is the king of set up and payoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, well, one thing I wrote down that just I, that just really made me laugh is when Samuel L. Jackson's talking about all the different secret services, and he's just like, "Isn't it really ominous that the Chinese don't have a name for their secret service?" <laughs> and it just really struck me. It's like, "Oh God, that that's really that's really creepy." Because probably officially they don't exist. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. of course. Um, I think um, possibly the scene that I really enjoyed the most Hmm. was the parachute test scene. That scene, I wrote that down. Um, That scene, you know that Eggsy has to survive because otherwise there's no rest of the movie. This this scene occurs about an hour in Mm -hmm. and he has to survive. But I was gripping, in the second time I was gripping the edge of the sofa because it's so well done. It's just high tension all the way down. Yeah, and Also, they could have solved their problem a lot easier if they'd actually thought about it. But I guess in that situation, you're not really thinking about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Everybody cling together, pull all the parachutes. You're going to get at least five, right? Yeah. And five parachutes will carry six people better than one parachute will carry two people. Yes. Which is how they solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. But that that builds the tension perfectly because it's one by one. Yeah, it it is. and, and it's all it's really character good. pieces as well. It's all the posh boys bailing out early. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that that works so well because it informs character, and yeah. it's not just about giving you the best action. Yes, it's about you know facilitating the plot and stuff. That's yes. why I think it works so well. Mm. And I think that scene stands out more than the fight sequences, even mm. or even the the sort of set piece moments of actual plot, if you like. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, re- I really really like that. Should we talk about the church scene? Yeah. Because the first time I watched it, it pulled me out of the film. And I was like, I'm not sure about this now. Yeah. And then I had to think about it. And after I thought about it, I understood it and I don't mind it now. I was a bit... Because it is, it's over the top. Yeah. And on the surface, it's completely gratuitous. Yes. But... It, I... See, my opinion is this. It has to be what it is. Yeah. To make the plot work, mm. and that, that's fine. I'm quite happy with that. the The thing that I was surprised at is that someone would go that gratuitous with a scene like that, given the history of violent crimes like that in America recently. Yeah, 
So I was just kind of like, I, I, I can't, I couldn't think of how else you could do it. Mm. But there have been a lot of like school shootings, church shootings, cinema shootings, and it does happen. And it was a bit kind of like the way they get around it is, the is hate. effectively they're the Westboro Baptist Church. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you, I, so I can, nobody gives a shit if they get absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But and it, so you do get to at that point where you're just like, oh, is and like, is it a bit? I can. They've kind of got their get out clause there because you know these are just hate filled yeah, bigots, and yeah. that's fine. The, Colin Firth delivers a line before he yes. he tries to leave that I wish I'd written down. I can't remember. It, like the, the, the <laughs> woman next to me won't let him off the pew, and yeah. he says something like, um, uh, "I'm a I'm a heathen non-believer who's about to get married to his black Jewish boyfriend." Yeah, it's along those lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who works at an abortion clinic? Yeah, yeah. He just kind of ticks all of her boxes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the other. Hmm, should we give a really big spoiler for that scene or not? We always say we're going to spoil the movies. Yeah. Okay. After all of that, yeah. Colin Firth's character should feel serious remorse. Like he yes. should be once he realizes what he's done, he should yeah. be like completely broken. Mm. And they get out of that by killing him immediately. Yes. Yeah. And that's only kind of just occurred to me. Yeah. Yeah, because that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it is carnage in that situation. Yeah. And you need that moment to happen. We should explain that uh, uh, Jackson's character, um, he's trying to, he's, he's offered everybody in the world, if they have his SIM card, they'll get free internet, free calls, free texts, everything yeah. for life, um, which then moves on up to like an implant. Yeah. Um, and he sends a signal through phone, through the phones to, yeah. trigger response in their brain which they actually did research into mm. for the movie really uh and like this is entirely possible apparently yeah i could imagine um, it would be. uh and so he sets it off in this church that colin firth is in mm. um or he's kind of been baited into being there unknowingly yeah um and so everybody starts killing each other. But because he is a highly trained secret agent, he is killing people yeah. in a ridiculously over-the-top stylish It's just fashion. completely fi- efficient. Yeah, Because that's what he is. He's a yeah. trained killer. And yeah. they're, ju- they're just going crazy. Yeah. Um, but the choreography in that scene is incredible. It is, yeah. It really is. And there's, I mean, there's loads of stuff of him just like, you know, stabbing one person, sorting out three others and then taking the knife back. And then, there's a bit and, where he know. kills a guy. He kills a guy with his gun, but not as you would think he yes, would kill a guy yeah. with his gun. Yeah. He pulls it into two pieces and jabs one half into his neck and the other half into his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is ridiculous. That it, and remind me a bit of the stuff in John Wick, actually, but in a more comic yeah, absolutely. kind of way. Yes. It's the same thing. It's gun it's gun playing takedowns of yeah, a lot of it. It is, yeah, yeah. I think that John Wick is done in a more realistic way. Yeah. Then this is a kind of comic book. Yeah, it's very similar. Mm. Um I have to say ac- across the board, I really enjoyed all of the performances, particularly Taron Egerton. Yeah, he's really good. He's really, really good. Mm. And Mark Strong is always mm. amazing. He's just, like I, I don't think I've ever seen him bad in anything. He might be in a bad movie, yeah, but yeah. he's always... He's got a career like Dwayne Johnson. He's very often the best thing in a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, but more than Johnson, he's very often a good thing, thing in a good every, movie. Yeah, exactly, well. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I, I thought it was... Um, I don't know, it, it, it pitched itself really well. Mm. It would be interesting to see what they would do with a sequel. There's another one coming. There is. Yeah, as far I as I'm aware, there's another one I figured there would be. Yeah. Because um, this one was, it was almost very similar to the plot of Moonraker. 
which is one of the more... <laughs> I know, it sounds silly, but it's the same sort of concept. Like That is the movie that turned me off James Bond films. Exactly. Because I, I mean, read the book the and really enjoyed one. the book. Yeah. And then I watched the movie, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. But Nonsense. it's, you know, billionaire creating a master yeah. race. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they kind of take like another sort of thing that is not not taken from Bond, but like a an element that is similar. Yeah. Yeah. Righto. Should we uh, move onwards and downwards? Yeah. Unless you have anything else to add? No, not at all. I, I, it's one of those movies you can just put on, you can just enjoy it. It's just fun. And yes. It's, you I, do you know what? I have... Uh, I was because I watched it ages ago yeah. pitched it to you and I was like I really need to watch it again before we do the show because yeah. I didn't write any notes yeah so I have written almost no notes because I was too busy A too busy watching it and B there's so much going on it moves at such a clip I don't yes. have time to write notes yeah yeah. I barely wrote anything and then my tablet died halfway through so I just gave up Das Boot on the other hand right <laughs> do you want to clue us in uh, yes, I'm going to have to... See, I didn't write any notes for this, and now I'm starting to regret... Were not, you so absorbed not, not three write, and a half not hours? Write, not writing notes on a three German and a half sub, hour German submarine drama. Yeah. Um, okay, so... There are kind of two two reasons for, for pitching you Das Boot. Um, one is an endurance test. Yes. Um, one is, I think, that there are elements of it that are really good. I think that, you know... Some of the filmmaking is really good and some of the plot stuff is really good. Some of the set pieces are really good. I will admit it is way, way too long. And effectively, really, is I know it's effectively a movie and then an hour TV show tacked on. Well, it's... Kind of. It's, what it was was a five or six part TV show that originally ran almost five hours. That's yes. the, that's yeah, the, the six, I think. The, the yeah. TV version. Yeah. There are there, On IMDb, it lists five different cuts for this. Yes. And this one is the one in the middle. Yes. So there are yeah, two shorter kind of and the, two longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, this should be two movies. It should be Das Boot and Das Boot 2, Das Bootier. <laughs> because, das Bootier? Yeah. Well, they all wiggle their asses into the camera for three so, hours. Because, you know, there's, there's two very distinct parts to it. Um, Sounds like the disco version. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's a, it's a fascinating kind of look at this whole psychology of just being told you're going to be stuck in this submarine out at the sea for however many months it's like six months isn't it yeah Yeah. it's it's ridiculous but the other reason I wanted to pitch it to you is I know you've got a real horrible fear of submarines yes I have a fear of submarines so I want did we outline that on the last show or were we going to say I think I did I think I might have said that on the last show but we said it but I don't know if I explained okay I'll try I'll explain my submarine phobia yeah well it's not a phobia no it's entirely rational exactly yeah right fine Um, so Planes are fine, which are effectively the same thing. A metal tube, but it's in the sky. Yes. People have survived plane crashes. Yes. In a submarine, if something goes wrong on that thing, and in fact it happens in this film, Mm -hmm. you sink to the bottom and nobody can come and get you out. You sit and wait until the oxygen runs out or the food runs out and you die. Yeah. And you don't know when it's coming and you you just have to wait for the end. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I um, Although this is, you know, like 50... um, practical germans on a u-boat and they're able to get it going again yeah yeah that's that's my that's my issue with submarines yeah there's a there's a review on uh, imdb from a submariner uh it's actually submariner submariner i discovered fine okay yeah um and 
the, the general gist of the review is the fact that all movies about submarines are completely inaccurate and awful. Yes. The only one that gets any respect is this. K-19, K-19 Widowmaker. <laughs> yeah, and what was that? Uh, you... Oh, U-571, yeah, which is just... utter horseshit from start to finish <laughs> yeah. where the Americans discovered the Enigma machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was kind of, you know, I was kind of just intrigued as to whether your innate fears mm. would pull you into this movie and make it more intense, or whether it right. would push you out of the movie and make you like not engage. Okay. And I, and I realised the fact that it's three and a half hours is probably not going to help engagement. Mm. But you know, it's so, the only cut of the movie I've got. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I was praying for an option of short version or long version. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. give it to you. No, um, I, I, I did actually think when I was pitching it, if the short version is on there, I will pitch that. Yeah. but um, So I did actually watch this all in one sitting right. with a half an hour break for lunch in the middle. Okay. And I did That's watch fair. it on a Sunday afternoon, right, fine. as you as yeah. you had suggested. Um, off the top, the Blu-ray transfer is excellent. For a mm. movie shot in 1981 mm. on a whatever German budget it had, yeah. it looks great. It does. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I had the. It starts with no subtitles when you put that Blu-ray in, so I hit the subtitle button, and up came some English subtitles, and they were massive and on a black background and proper like BBC Two. Right. One of them was just in square brackets speaking in German. <laughs> I'm like everybody's speaking in German, <laughs> and then I realised I had the subtitles for the Hard of Hearing. On. <laughs> Amazing. When it just t- when it just came up, music. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I found the right subtitles eventually. Okay. Um, I will say this is not, I'd never need to see it again. No, but it's not as boring as I thought it would be. No, there are there are bits of it that are really intense. Yeah, I think, but it's it's funny that in a way because of the subject matter, there has to be elements of it that are long and boring because that is what it is. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. to make a movie about how. Shitty and boring is on a <laughs> yeah. submarine. You have to make a long, shitty, boring movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Um, so I had real trouble having any interest in the characters. Right. Because they pretty much all end up being the same. They just end up a bunch of scruffy men in beards who I couldn't tell apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only one was the. Is he the first officer? The very there's proper like, fella yes. who always wears his crisp uniform and is always yeah. clean shaven. Yeah, so he, I would say there are only three real distinct people. Well, <laughs> I wrote down some people. Well, there's the, the I would say there's the captain, there's the journalist, and then there's the 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 Hitler loving first officer. Yes, and and the, and the others, like you say, a bit of just, just sort of periphery. Yeah. Um. So the I decided that the captain. Uh, looked quite a lot like Peter Weller. Yes. Until he grew his beard when he looked like the older missing Franco brother. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and I call, I called him cynical Captain Weller all the way yeah. through my notes. Yeah. Um, there's the other captain who's massively pissed at the yeah. onshore party, mm-hmm. who I just called drunk German David Thewlis. Yes. Yeah. Who apparently was sloshed doing that scene. Like they yeah, got him yeah. legitimately drunk <laughs> sure, and then yeah. had him go out and do his yeah. scene. Uh, there's a ginger Rain Wilson. <laughs> yes. I can't remember who that guy was. No. Um, so yeah, it starts on shore, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, it's all about that. Yeah, you're going out to war and yeah, getting like you know, giving them the party, trying to get them all g'd up. And, yeah. And there's the people who have been who are a bit jaded, and it's yeah. just that kind of 
and some drunk guy staggers in with a pistol and mm. he's a very good shot given how pissed he is because he managed <laughs> to hit both faces a boob and the genitals of naked yeah, figures yeah. that are on the wall of the club yeah um the camera work of them running through the submarine mm. is really good. Yeah, that was the cinematographer and his dad. Yeah, they invented a system of gimbals and, yeah, and gyroscopes. Yeah. They and couldn't. Like, there wasn't. They couldn't have yeah. a steadicam. Yeah. No, I think. I think in that period, or that there wasn't a steadicam. Yet. What there was, I think the, the first. There were two movies that were using it, mm. and one of them was The Shining, or was it? One of them was a Kubrick movie. Yeah, no, Shining. That sounds about it right. It was The yeah. Shining, and yeah. and the and then it was booked on something else, and the, there was only one guy who could operate it, and he was commuting via Concorde between two shoots on a <laughs> daily basis. <laughs> Poor bastard. And that was it. I think it was. It would have been seventy nine, eighty. I'm so, amazed any of the camera work was steady. If had to commute <laughs> exactly. by Concorde yeah. every day. Um. So, uh, yeah, th- th- that technology wasn't readily available. And, yeah. And it, like you say, the, when they are hooning it through the submarines, yeah. in the it's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. The other. Thing is, thinking about it, the stuff, the stuff off the boat, Mm. all has to be practical. Nineteen eighty-one. There's no computer effects, and you get um, big shipyards, and it looks great. Yeah, there's a load of model work. Yes, there is, Uh, and only a couple of shots where you can tell. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really good. And usually. The thing that give these models away is the scale of the water. Yes. Not the actual model itself. The model yeah. looks good. It's just the fact that the water is a bit too it's big. It's too big, yes. Yeah. Um, German men singing mm. It's a Long Way to Tipperary yeah. in German accents. That weirded me out a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite details, actually, was the passage of time, and I put number of shits given, uh, denoted by uh, clothing and facial hair. Yes, yeah. So they start off all clean shaven mm. and in their uniforms. And then, I don't know, God knows how long in it mm. is, but there's there's a cut and they're all sitting around the table and uh, uh, cynical Captain Weller now has a beard and his scruffy clothes. Yeah. But the uptight idealist from Mexico, the Hitler-loving yeah. first officer, he's still perfectly shaven in his crisp uniform. Yeah. And it's got to be... Two, three weeks late. Two yeah, or three yeah, weeks like into a, yeah, the journey. Month, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just there's not a massive amount of story to it. No, it's about the experience. It is of the, the environment. I it's think. bored men disillusioned with their country and their cause. Yeah, bursting for action just for something, something yeah. to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, by the time it actually gets around to some tension, it does it pretty well because mm. there's a couple of there's a couple. It gets involved in a couple of skirmishes, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, successful like, and unsuccessful. Yeah, like all oh, you know, there's the hiding from the listening to the boats, and there, there's that kind of quite nice. There's the 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 radar. No, it's not radar, is it? Sonar op. Who's 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 moving his microphone? And and literally everyone's just watching him turn, turn a his, dial. Turn a dial. Yes. To figure out, and like you don't see anything from outside no. the submarine. You just hear this motor, and you and like and it fading in and out as he's trying to pinpoint the. Position. I was actually quite disappointed. Pretty much any time they cut outside the sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd agree with that. Mm. Um, well, I was also slightly disappointed by the music, which gets ruined by some early eighties synth stabs. Yeah, that, are, that just like anchor it in that time period. Yeah. Yeah, With that's a, just, uh, you know, unfortunate, I think, given I was the reading, time. I was reading about how when they did the cut down from TV to movie, mm. they'd lost all of the music cues and they had to mm. go back and resync everything to yeah. the new length. And yeah, the, yeah it's, it effectively rescore it all over again. Um, 
I wasn't sure if the sound and vibrations of my washing machine spinning added <laughs> to the experience or detracted from it. Oh, I can see how that would add to it. That kind of just general whir and yeah, I had. I'm reading subtitles anyway. So it doesn't matter that I can't hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the whole thing was shot wild. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and like it, so the the soundtrack, which is such a part of it, yeah, it's entirely compl- reconstructed, yeah. entirely constructed in parts, yeah. yeah, yeah, and the I know that all of the actors spoke both English and German, yeah, so they did their own dub, and I think that's really good because I've watched this subtitled and dubbed, right, and I have to say the dub is probably one of the best dubs you'll ever see of a foreign. Yeah. You're always going to lose a bit of. Well, know, these days they here, do but... they do two, two takes. They do they mm, yes, and they make yeah, two like versions. Contiki. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think they've done that with the new Netflix Crouching Tiger movie. Oh, right, they did it. Okay. They did it in Mandarin and in English. Mm, interesting. Two different versions. Um, it's interesting when they get round to they get they torpedo a ship, mm. and uh, they're all celebrating. They, you know, they've got yeah. some action, and they've they've crippled this ship, and they they go up uh, and get their binoculars out mm. and have a look. Um, and there are. There are people still on board. Yeah. And it's like they wanted action, but they yeah. don't actually want to kill any enemy. No. There is that sudden moment of that. And they're like, well, hang These on a minute. are people too. Yeah. It's like, well, why aren't they in there? Like, why didn't the other ships pick them up? Yeah. And, and then it's like, well, do we help them? And then they have to make that choice of, well, we can't because we have no space, no food. Yeah. It's, they're sort know, of remorseful and angry that they have to yeah, kill these ha- people. And and they kill them. They don't like torpedo it again. They, no, just, they just back l- off slowly and yeah, leave them to die in the water. Yeah. I did notice there's one guy on the crippled ship with his arms on fire who takes his sweet time jumping in the water <laughs> I, to put yeah, himself out. I know. Yeah. Couldn't hear his cue. <laughs> um, <laughs> I summed it up with it's like wet, gritty Star Trek. Yeah, I could, yeah, our exploring the universe. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, yeah, and then things go wrong. Yeah, so they get depth chart. Is, is it in the? There's so, a channel they have to get through. Okay, in so Gibraltar, what, isn't? It? Yeah. So what kind of happens is they 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 do get. They keep getting faffed around by yeah, and they get the a, brass. They they kind of get into a state of general disrepair through various depth mm. charge attacks and stuff, and they go into port and they get repaired. And they think that that's their tour coming to an end. But then mm. they're told, no, actually, you need to go into the Mediterranean. And the problem with that is the Allies control the Gibraltar Strait. Yes. So you're effectively going through a very narrow, very shallow passage. Yes. Surrounded by the enemy. Yes. And that's when the problem occurs. Yes. Uh, and they get depth charts to hell and have to dive. And the, uh, yeah. it's something that's set up across the... Yeah. The, 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 how deep they can go. Yeah, is it's kind set of, up from the beginning of the film, actually. And, they yeah, do a test, don't and they? And they kind of push it. And and then every time they encounter something, it's a little bit closer yeah. to the to the red line. And this time it goes beyond, beyond the red yeah. line and, like, out of the um, out of the dial, in fact. Yes, yeah. Beyond the, beyond the limits of the dial. Um, and I just put, think of everything that could possibly mechanically go wrong on a submarine and put it all in one scene. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Yeah. Like, so there's there's no communications. There's no, um, they've got no engines working. Mm. Uh, there's a fire. The, <laughs> the the batteries are flooding, so yeah. they could short out and... Yeah. Uh, Pipes are bursting all yeah. over the place. Yeah. The pressure is crushing the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's everything that possibly could go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they know that even if they fix all of that, they might be stuck there and no one can rescue them. Yes, exactly. And this is my problem with submarines. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, 
Well, that's the uh, the other thing is like they, um, they the the engineer estimates it will take about eight hours to fix it. Yeah, and they're not sure if they have eight hours of oxygen left. Yeah, and it takes him fifteen hours to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they've got to surface, yeah. and then they get, you get that point where they're starting to, yeah, sort of shallow breathe. And yeah, for like, oh, is that my phone going? Oh, Tom has a phone call. All right. Uh, I wonder if that's interrupted the periscope process. They've been hung up on. Yes. Uh oh. Well, this is tension. It said ended just now. Ended just now. Yeah. And now Tom is back from the technical interlude. Yeah. What's really annoying <coughs> is it looks like it was just like a random ppi scam call yeah which is annoying bastards yeah well this is all part of the experiment absolutely okay so uh wet gritty star trek everything goes wrong uh oh and then they make it triumphantly back to Mm. port and then the british (laughs) come and bomb the uh yeah bomb the dock yeah it's nothing like ending on a downer, is it? i know it's a real like it does hammer home war is shit war was shit yeah yeah, and Don't to be to honest, war. do you know what I think it is? That ending is really German war guilt. Yeah, and and I th- and I know that the fact that the original series got criticised. Yeah, because it was showing German soldiers in a sympathetic light, even though they're not pro-Nazi necessarily. You've got that one kind of yeah, character so the who difference is between German and Nazi. Yeah, exactly. So I think, and and that criticism came from Germany, not from. Yeah. Everywhere else it did really yeah, well. Yeah. And I, I think it was just a bit, it was just that it was a bit, I mean, it was what, uh, 40 years? No, 35 years. Yeah. 30 to 35 yeah. years. So, you know, now I think it's a bit more acceptable, like, for example, movies like Downfall and stuff like that, to mm. kind of explore that and people to kind of go, we're just looking at this objectively. Yeah. We're not saying that this is, we're not glorifying yeah, yeah. it, which I think, it was always a worry. I did. So read, I suspect that that's why that ending is there. I did read a story about how, uh, from I'm sure it was Wolfgang Peterson, the director, when he said mm-hmm. they showed it in the US for the first time, and it was in New yes. York, and he's like, "How is this city full of Jews going to react to this?" Yeah. Film? Apparently, um, I think I read the same thing, and at the opening scene, there's a thing about the statistics of the sub submarines oh, yes, who right. died. Uh, uh, 40,000 went out, 30,000 didn't died. come back yes. and got a round of applause. Yes, but yeah. then by the same audience at the end of the movie, got a standing ovation. Yeah. So I think it was... Um, I think that's what people kind of got. It's not glorifying that Nazi yeah. regime and it's not you know, trying to get you to sympathise with that. It's just trying to get you to sympathise with people who were made to go and do a job that was pretty horrific. Yeah. 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 I think this is on uh on the list of films that I appreciate rather than enjoy and like. Yeah, like I have no uh, no desire to have a copy no. of that Blu-ray. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely worth watching. Excellent. It's to be honest. Really, it, it's really well made. Yeah. Good. It's that, just really fucking long. Yeah. This was this was my best case scenario. Yeah. That, that you would kind of like you would you'd appreciate how good it was yeah. but not necessarily want to watch it again. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. There we go. Um before we move on to the pitch section, yeah. there's something I've been meaning to do for ages. Oh, right, okay. Um, for some reason, recently, mm. our spam filter has kind of started failing on the right. e- uh, email account. Okay. And so, 
I, regularly I have to <laughs> junk yeah. stuff that comes up, but I've been keeping some of my favourites. <laughs> right, okay. And I think the spam filter knows I'm single. <laughs> right. I have kept my my six favourite spam messages that have come through recently. See okay. if you can spot a theme here. Right. I'm gonna I shall read the subject line and then the first the preview that appears on my phone. Okay. Sexy Russian singles. <laughs> Alert. Recommended beautiful Russian single matches. We stayed one night in room one on our <laughs> Right. Golf Digest, the perfect first date. <laughs> what? Golf Digest, the perfect first date. Meet someone who loves golf too. After seeing Flavors of You, Louisiana on Check Please, Arizona, I had. <laughs> have you ever played golf? No. Right. Well, unless you have to like hit it into the dinosaur's mouth and it rolls out of its tail. <laughs> right. Amazing. Alice McCoy. Attention. There are, in brackets, four sexy lonely wives in your area. <laughs> Attention. Meet lonely wives home alone and waiting. This place is small but nice. Keep in mind <laughs> that there are... Oh, dear. Meet golfers. <laughs> what? Re-golf the perfect first date. Have you ever felt lonely on the ninth hole? <laughs> the garlic twists are great and the salad bar was amazing. <laughs> Brooke Roberts. Attention. Meet lonely wives home alone and waiting. Attention. You have five unread messages. So there's an extra one from before. From sexy wives wanting to meet you. Tonight, a group of 20 of us, dot, dot, dot. Right. And finally, golf soulmate. <laughs> Re wow. the perfect first date. Have you ever felt lonely on the ninth hole? Ooh, where to begin? Love the setup as we walked in. So that is the kind of spam message. That I also get sent things about um, Donald Trump's amazing memory and the pill he uses. <laughs> right. I don't think it's doing any good. Uh, and, I, uh, and there's something else. There's another one I just that comes through regularly that makes me laugh. But all of those of, ones about golf dating. <laughs> a lot of lonely golfers out yeah, there. Yeah, uh, apparently so. I'm not one of them. Yeah. So, uh, pictures this week is kind of special. Yeah. Um, in that I think we're only going to do one. Yeah. Um, and it's something I was going to do if we record this before I went away. Right. I've been to two places. Mm-hmm. I went to Paris and I went to New York. Yeah. And I thought we should do a, a New York movie. But okay. one neither of us have seen. Right. I found one. Okay. And it's over there. Okay. Easy. Yeah. Because I had to find a way to hide it and get find it down it, here yeah. for the setup. Yeah. I thought you were being particularly lazy, bringing down like two cables in a bag. It wasn't two cables. It wasn't two cables. I had my iPad. I had the computer. I had all kinds of stuff. Headphones back on. Our boss lent this to me ages ago, and I'm going to make you tell everybody what it is. I passed him a DVD. Oh, no way. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Hercules in New York. Yes. This is his first movie, wasn't it? Uh, After Pumping Iron. Yeah, it's his first narrative feature. It's his first starring role. Oh, man. Do you want to read the back of the DVD? Yes. I think there used to be a trailer for this ahead of, I don't know if it was a VHS I had or like on a, on a really crap DVD. Right. It might even be on the Biggles DVD. It's something like that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I haven't read the back of that DVD, by the way. The first sentence is just fantastic. Bored with Mount Olympus. 
Hercules decides to visit Earth against his father's will. Zeus, just in case you didn't know. Okay. Um, Zeus explodes with anger and hurls a thunderbolt at Hercules, who plummets into the sea and is rescued by a freighter bound for New York. There he is befriended by Pretzi. That's not a name. Uh, according to IMDb, it's a name. Okay. Who whisks him away from a brawling free-for-all with his shipmates. The plot thickens as Zeus's jealous wife, Juno, sends the dreaded nemesis to take away Hercules' godlike strength. Some local hoodlums Hoodlum. have just had a small fortune... Uh, bet a small fu- <laughs> have just bet a small fortune on Hercules in a weightlifting competition, as you do. Uh, and when he fails to win, the chase all over New York is on. So her- it's basically Hercules upsets the mob. It's rumbling the Bronx, but with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, a couple of things. The IMDb plot synopsis mm. simply says, Hercules, Schwarzenegger, is sent to Earth where he finds true love and starts a promising career in the bodybuilding business. <laughs> or, sorry, bodybuilder business. Right, okay. It's only 75 minutes long. Right. Um, Arnold at the time... Oh, this is 92. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, director's cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arnold at the time, they didn't think anybody could pronounce Schwarzenegger, mm. so he was billed as Arnold Strong. Okay. And there's also an Arnold Stang yeah. in this movie. I just read that. Yeah. So. Oh, this looks ridiculous. A- apparently it is. But that DVD has two soundtracks. Oh, yeah. I think I've just seen the little Because thing, yeah. they dubbed Arnold. Mm-hmm. And that DVD also has his original voice track on That's it. That's the one we've got to watch. We've got to watch that one? Yeah. Because uh, I was wondering if like one of us should watch each. No, we, we should can definitely compare. watch that We'll one. watch the Arnie one. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, he was told he wasn't allowed to dub, it, dub his movies in German because he sounds like a farmer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 1970. Was he really? To help get the role, his agent said Arnold had years of stage experience in playing theatre, but Schwarzenegger had only ever appeared on bodybuilding stages. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this looks ridiculous. Yeah, th- this will be fun. So there we go. Excellent. That's what we're going to do on the next episode. Cool. Awesome. It's been a long time since we've just done a single... Stupid movie. Terrible yeah. film. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. So, you know what that means. It's mm. time for plugs and thanks. Excellent. My nose is bunging up. I think over the course of this recording, I've developed a cold. Excellent. Keep away from me. It's better than you burping into the microphone for a change. <laughs> so, if you Still have seen time. Hercules in New York, and frankly, why haven't you... Why haven't we? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can let us know on Twitter at HYS Podcast. You can let us know on Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The website is have you seen.net and the email, which has the most amazing spam filter in the world, <laughs> is podcast at have you seen.net. If you know of any lonely golfing wives you think I should say, <laughs> please let me know. Uh, we also have a, a YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash HYS Podcast, which contains some videos we made ages ago, which are uh, us. Uh, telling you films we like that you should watch rather yeah. than you telling us films you like that we should watch. And also the epic episode 100 video mm-hmm. edition. Yeah. At this rate, it's going to be years before we get to episode 200. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. um, Periscope's all you're getting. Yeah. 
We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly if new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like reviews and ratings on iTunes, those with lots of stars. And we like your pictures for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Thank you to all of you for listening, especially if you've done any of the above. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for letting us into the submersible. Uh, thank you to Alexia Mann for his technical expertise and Nicola, the social media manager. Uh, and Tom for setting up the Periscope thing yeah, through his telephone and a GoPro. wirelessly attached GoPro. Which kind of worked. Yeah. We'll have to see. All right, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Cool. We will probably be back in three weeks, I would think, because I'm off for you the are. next two, and yes. I don't have any room in my bag to take the kit I would that's need fun. home to record. Yeah. That, yeah so it. it will likely be first week of April. Yes. Will be our next show. Yeah, I would think so. We'll aim for that. Yeah. And then you'll be massively surprised when it arrives the last week of March. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be but the first week of April. Yeah. So until then, uh, get out and watch Hercules in New York <laughs> so you can tell Have us you how much... Have you watched it yet? No. All right, okay. No. Fine. Cool, so how are we going to trade that? Yeah, well, we'll figure it out. That's fine. All right. We can work this out. Yeah, we can. Okay. Uh, right, that's it. Um, cool. Let's stop Done. annoying people's ears and yeah. uh, go watch Arnie. Awesome. See you later. Bye. Bye.